0: Rock Out Loud is brought to you by Tops, the name in collectible card trading. Check out their Journey to the Last Jedi card set right now, available at retailers and hobby shops everywhere. And don't forget the Star Wars Card Trader app. It's the galaxy of Star Wars in the palm of your hand, available on the App Store and Google Play now for your favorite iOS and Android devices. That's Tops. Rediscover Tops, rediscover the joy of collecting.
1: Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Do we wanna get right?
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rock Out Loud, the rockiness podcast in the Golaverse. We are the home of the Pumpkin Headed Dancing Man fan club, and we're glad to be so. Haters, step aside, as they say. Or how about put a little joy in your life, fire up the Pumpkin Headed Dancing Man video, and watch them go along with a few of your favorite songs. will It will it'll make you happy, and if it doesn't, you have no soul, and you should probably just sit at home and rot. I'm Steve Glosson. glad to be along with you. And, uh, of course, with me is uh, the rockin' his chick in all the land, all the way up on the Jersey Shore. It's Kristen in Jersey. How you doing?
2: Hi, everyone. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to rock out with
0: her. Oh, uh, well, let's do it then. How about that?
2: Yeah.
0: Great Notting Hill reference, by the way. Thank you for that. No problem. It's actually it's on my TV right now. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> that well. scene just happened.
0: <laughs> oh. That's sweet. <laughs> Feeling but, good. That's sweet. That's sweet. Gotta let him breathe sometimes, Kristen. Gotta let him breathe.
2: The power of Deaf Leopard compels
0: you. Oh, you better believe it does. And if it doesn't, then you're you're the one with the problem, not Deaf Leopard. How about that? Mm.
2: Preach. How about
0: that? We got a good show for you this episode. We are. Um, Revisiting Van Halen, we're doing our Van Halen Part 2, Van Hagar. So, it's going to be the songs of Van Halen that we enjoy, uh, featuring the lead vocals of Sammy Hagar. And I, myself, am actually uh, going pretty much all hits, Kristen.
2: Um, I mean, well, two of my songs were hits, too.
0: Oh, okay. Well, just two. Um, we <laughs> Two whole songs. I,
2: I know. Two, two out of my five, Steve.
0: Right. So, almost 50%
2: a big deal
0: yeah it is a big deal um so we'll we'll get into that momentarily uh we don't really have any emails this episode i don't believe as i'm looking no no i don't think so yeah so uh you can email us at rockoutloudpod at com. rockoutloudpod at com. we try to do this every week so get them in guys we need them we need you to help produce the show for us but we do have some um some little bit of news type things, newsworthy uh, you know, little fun things to talk about here really quickly. Um little tidbits. You some little tidbits some snippets, if you will.
3: Oh, I remember
0: snippets. Yeah. So from NME dot com. What does NME stand for?
2: Enemy. enemy. Because you know, all music journalists are the enemy.
0: Oh, okay. Well, here It from-
2: probably isn't that, but that's what I say. <laughs>
0: So you think all music journalists are the enemy?
2: Have you ever seen Almost Famous? Yes, I'm literally wearing the T-shirt. It's been
0: a while. It's been a while. Oh
2: my god, I'm just one of the out of focus guys. Yeah, when they when William first goes up to them and he's like, I'd like to interview you or someone from your band, and he goes, Oh, the enemy, a rock writer, and then they just keep calling the enemy. The enemy comes to LA, we'll talk some more. Come on.
0: <laughs> okay. We should
2: do a watch along. I could quote that whole damn movie.
0: <laughs> That'd be fun to do for a thing.
2: It would be great. I would just have to be on mute the entire time.
0: No, I mean, you can quote along.
2: <laughs> that Because that's what it would be. We'll allow it. My, my favorite part of the movie, guys, is when um, they get to Swingo's Celebrity Inn, and Bowie's staying there. And it's all the Ziggy Stardust people, and this one guy just screams, it's Bowie! And then they all run after him, and there's all these guys in their Aladdin Sane makeup throwing Stardust on him in the elevator.
0: It makes me
2: cackle every time.
0: You're so happy about that. That's so good. I'm actually crying right now. Nice. <sighs> um. So, Enemy.com, N-M-E, uh, has posted a story about uh, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, unreleased Freddie Mercury version of Queen Track, all dead, all dead. It's an unheard version of the Queen Track, and it surfaced online. It was from the 1977 album, "New News of the World. Um, and Brian May was doing vocals instead of Freddie Mercury. And there's an animated video now of a new version of the song featuring Mercury, Mercury on vocals. And uh, it's posted up on YouTube. And uh, it's going to be part of the Raw Sessions disc of the upcoming 40th anniversary reissue of the News of the World, which is set for release on November 17th. So we want to... Give a little bit of this stuff here. A little yes. listen, little listen, listen.
1: Memories, memories. How long can you stay to haunt my days? Twas not for talk of loving, twas not for talk at all. So much ado about nothing Would be her only call So much ado, my lover So many games we played Through many a fleeted summer Through every precious day All dead, all dead All the dreams we had
0: So, Brian May actually did this song on the, on the album release, the original album release. He did the vocals. That's what it, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm not really familiar with this song. Okay. All right. Or
2: with, like, News of the World. Okay. like Like, the back of my hand. It's not like the night, A Night at the Opera.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, it says the tracks uh, will feature never-before-heard lead vocals, along with new lead guitar parts, which were changed during the recording of the album. These are the Raw Sessions tracks. Uh, there'll be new versions of We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. Oh, there's a recent release of new versions of We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. I didn't hear about that.
2: I didn't either. Huh. I uh, guess when new Freddie Mercury vocals come up on your, like, oh my God, everyone, right. new Freddie Mercury song. Holy Jesus.
0: Uh, Let's see here what we've got. They've, I'm, I've clicked on the We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions link here. It says they've released previously unheard versions of We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions to mark the 40th anniversary of the seminal album News of the World. The new versions of the iconic tracks will form part of the Raw Sessions disc of the upcoming 40th anniversary. Uh, We've already talked about this reissue of the News of the World, which is set for release on November 17th. The tracks feature never-before-heard lead vocals, along with new lead guitar parts, which were changed during the recording of the album on We Will Rock You. Brian May is heard deploying a markedly different guitar solo, while We're the Champions ends with a fade-out as opposed to its more recognizable abrupt end. Hmm. Well, we're familiar enough with those songs. We could probably give it a listen and see if we can tell the difference, right? Let's do it. Okay, here we go.
1: Right, let's be tight one, tight one. We will... We will, we will rock you. Right, go. oh, this will be take one,
2: take one.
0: This is fun listening to him. And see.
2: I love this stuff.
1: Waving your banner all over the place. Come on! We will, we will rock you. We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're an old man, poor man, pleading with your eyes. Gonna make you some peace someday. You got blood on your face. Big disgrace. Somebody better put you back into your place. We will, we will.
0: That is a different guitar solo at the end there. Yep. Very Much more raw. Not to, you know, I know that's what they're going for. You know what I was just thinking of, though? I, and I listened through the whole thing to get to that guitar solo. The whole beginning there, uh-huh. where he's just kind of under his breath. We, 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 like, this song is so iconic. It's so uh-huh. overused. It's so just you know everywhere you go any stadium you go to there's going to be the stomp stomp clap situation that ends up going on there was a time when this song didn't exist
2: i i know right it's hard to think that that life existed before we will rock you and we are the champions
0: right and then though for to hear him actually working it out as they're in the studio like having no clue that this song it's it's two and a half minute song like Where's it gonna go? This is just kind of filler for our album. I'm I'm sure they didn't look at it like that, but at the same time, it's like you had to kind of look at it like that.
2: Yeah, you know. I mean, you read most interviews with these people and these musicians, and you know, people ask them, "Well, did you think that that song was gonna have the impact that it did?" And it's and every single one of them always says, "Like you never know what is gonna catch on." Mm -hmm. Like songs that we think are absolutely amazing do nothing and go nowhere, and then you know. Like, look at Warrant, okay? Like, Cherry Pie is what <laughs> Warrant is known for, okay? Like, everybody knows that song. And they have so many far superior songs, but Cherry Pie was the one that stuck with everyone.
0: Who hmm. knows? Who knows? But, yeah, it, it's just kind of crazy to me. Like it, and it hit me there. Because we've heard other sessions like this before. And, and it's just, to me, it's wild to think they didn't know this song. You know they I'm had a geek for that stuff, they stuff. had to like, learn they, the song,
2: yeah, and like there was a time before Bohemian Rhapsody, like I love watching the classic albums of a night at the Opera where they're working through how Bohemian Rhapsody became a thing, and it's just like it's unbelievable, and then you just hear that voice and you're like, "Oh my God,
0: there will <laughs> never be
2: another one of you."
0: No, no, people can come close, but so that's that's queen stuff, so that's coming out November seventeenth that album. Uh, the re-release of uh, News of the World, along with the Raw sessions, which uh, looks pretty cool. I might have to uh, look into that.
2: Right on time for Christmas.
0: <laughs> exactly, when it comes out. Um, let's see. Uh, this is a fun kind of thing, I guess. Pink joined Guns N' Roses for Patience at Madison Square Garden. hmm oh, oh, just a little patience. Yeah, is, is Axel
2: there... doing his thing, sounding like a dying cat. Is
0: there video of this anywhere? Of pink yeah. singing along? I'm seeing a if bunch of pictures. If you
2: click on the link, it's in the link.
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking at a bunch, of, I'm looking at the news story, and there's a bunch of pictures of him teaming up with people, but I don't see the... All the
2: way at the top, there's like a, you could literally click on the little play button that looks like it's a part of the headline. It messed me up too.
0: Oh, look at that. Okay, well, I've got to enable sound on this thing then.
2: And you'll have to go to like five minutes in before she does anything. You
0: got to be kidding. <laughs> I mean, you got to admit he's got a pretty good whistle on him.
2: I mean, the guy from Kaleo whistles better, but whatever. <laughs>
0: oh, what's fun is I heard someone talking about going to see them, and uh, and he was just like, um, "Axel and and Slash do not interact at all on stage." I can like, imagine that's been the whole thing um, from this tour where they where he's been with where they've been back together. Everyone's just like. It's amazing to watch them. He said they don't do any of the back to back stuff. There's no. It's almost like they're not even on stage together.
2: That's like, I can't support that. Like, I would never go see Guns N' Roses because of that.
0: Well, you know. You gotta get. Give...
2: Because he sounds awful, but whatever. Now, come on. Hot take.
0: Wow. He's never
2: sounded good. Oh my God, He was like Vince Neil. Like Vince Neil never sounded good either.
0: He was—he had a distinct voice in rock and roll. Okay. So all right. on
2: record, yeah, it was great. Here
0: comes Pink. Yeah, he's not good live. I'll give you that. <laughs> to hit the, I've been walking the streets at night. I mean that's almost a waste of a guest coming out just to do that little bit of the song. Yeah. I mean, if like let's take let's take Bruce for example.
2: Uh huh.
0: When Bruce has someone come out to do a song, he's just like, get on out here at the beginning. Like he doesn't he doesn't surprise you three quarters of the way through and have them come out. Well,
2: Bruce also never invites anyone on stage. It's very rare.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you know, like I think of when Eddie Vedder was with him down in Australia that one time. Well yeah. Or when
2: m- Brandon Flowers got on right. stage and sang Thunder Road with him.
0: Yes. <laughs> um I thought about you the other day cuz I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about Bruce. And um
2: Was it good? <sighs> <laughs> depends, just
0: depends. Uh-oh. Just depends on how you feel about the situation. <laughs> um because on one hand the guy was talking about seeing Bruce play uh I don't know if it was like during the Nebraska tour or not, um, oh. because it seemed like it was a very acoustic set that he was doing. Okay. And um, and I forget, oh, what's the song he was singing? I forget what he said he was singing, but he said he got to the second verse and his voice kind of caught and he shuddered a little bit as though he was getting emotional. Uh-huh. He's like, and I just thought that was really, really cool, and it was just a real powerful moment. He said, then I was reading a review of the same show from another night, and they'd mentioned that powerful moment at a whole different show. Oh. <laughs> where Bruce was doing the same thing. And they were sitting there telling he's like, so I don't know how to feel about that. And the guy who was with said, he's a showman, you feel great about it. It's fantastic <laughs> that he gave you that moment. You know? And he got, the guy's like, yeah, I guess so. And then he was like, talking... Maybe
2: ab- that's just how he sounds in that part of the song.
0: Right. And then they were talking about... um when he was at a show and he called, uh, there were some guys from the Turtles in the crowd. Uh-huh. And he called them up on stage to do a song with him. Uh-huh. And um, afterwards he told him, he's like, that's really good. You should, he said, I'd love to do this with you guys every night. And so they thought they were going on tour with Bruce Springsteen.
2: Oh, Jesus. But
0: what happens is, is they were paid to go from arena to arena and just be in the crowd ready to come up when he called him up. No way. Yeah. That's funny. So, and and then the person was like, so I don't know how to feel. He's like, it's a magic trick. Yeah. He's like it's just like doing magic. He's like it's fine. It's great. You know, so they were kind of they were like Bruce Springsteen's us about doing magic tricks. You have your plants in the crowd and it's just fantastic. And then there was another one about a little girl that he got busted on. Where um what do you mean,
2: that he got busted on. That's that's the wrong choice of right, words to right. say with little girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what I mean is is like he'd call a little girl up I forget what song it was again. Um,
2: oh, like, waiting on a sunny day? Because he did that for, like, three years straight. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to punch all these kids in the face. What
0: well, was the same girl? Apparently. Not every night it was. Okay, well, he had At least
2: a- when I was going to shows. Okay, well, see, like, there- I'm going to the bathroom.
0: All right, well, see, there you go. Then I know... Then, then they may have been mistaken that it wasn't the same child. Or maybe he had a rotating group of children.
2: Maybe. See, he- people would literally crowd surf their children up. That's awesome. To sing to sing "Waiting on Sunday" with Bruce, and then they would get on the mic and they'd be like,
0: <laughs> "Well, they said this girl did a really good job."
2: Obnoxious! No mm. children should be allowed on stage. I wasn't allowed, so bye. All right. Bye bye.
0: Bye oh, bye. bye bye. Um, moving on. You, the Billboard put out their top ten best songs. Bon Jovi's top ten best songs according to the critics.
2: Yes. Also, you totally skipped over the Greta Van Fleet story. Steve. I
0: was saving that for last, Kristen.
2: Oh God, okay. Why would you save that for last and not the Bon Jovi list?
0: Because I'm more excited about Greta Van Fleet than the Bon Jovi oh, list.
2: She says, okay, carry on. <laughs> 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 um,
0: so here's their here's their Bon Jovi list of the top ten best Bon Jovi songs of all time. Number ten they've got just older from um from the last good Bon Jovi album.
2: Yeah, Crush. Yeah. Weird pick to be in the top 10. That's what I was
0: thinking. Um I, I
2: feel like that was their canon like we have to show Bon Jovi's been relevant in the past 20 years, so
0: Right. And uh In These Arms is number 9.
2: Mm. <laughs> so good.
0: One of the great <laughs> greatest love song of all time. One of them. Oh, this opened Spotify on me when I was trying to play. I don't I don't want to open Spotify. <laughs> um have a nice day. I, no, I don't like "Have a Nice Day."
2: No, that's that's when Bon Jovi just went to Nickelback.
0: Yeah, mm. uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead.
2: It's good. It's not top ten. I
0: am really confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, "It's My Life." Okay, good, good. <laughs> I'll take it. This is I loved "It's My Life." Okay, finally, good lord, finally, we're in some. All right. Ah! Number five, this ain't a love song. Greatest love oh. song of all time.
2: It's so good.
0: Gosh, what a good song!
2: It like breaks your heart. If that song doesn't break your heart,
0: then it ain't, ain't a love one. song. Yeah.
2: Gosh. Yeah. the up. Um.
0: The no. end.
2: When he's just like riffing, he's like, "Oh, yes." <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, listen. Last on on the last geek out loud, I was, Shaz Bazaar was on with me and uh, we decided we're going to have to do what we call the Shaz and Steve karaoke show Okay. Geek Out Loud am I invited? yeah are you in? yes yeah okay good <laughs> good deal that's what I like to hear right there um, so number four they've got off a slippery when wet they've got wild in the streets and uh, that's, I guess that's a pretty good one there so good I mean, you can't go wrong with all that intro there, with the guitar and the and the synth. Oh, Kristen hates this song. Yep. I I gotta tell you though, I do love this song. Oh, wanted dead or alive, my Atlanta. That's a that's a great. It seems number three of all time. Wow, that's weird. That's number three. I haven't scrolled down to see the number two and number one. Number two, living on. How is living on a prayer? Number two. That's amazing. Wow. I'm just so over it. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I understand why it would make a top ten list, but I would almost expect it to be number one on the top ten list.
2: I think you'll be shocked when you see that. What do you think the number one song is going to be?
0: If it's not living on a prayer, it's got to be Bed of Roses, because that's the greatest love song of all time.
2: How, did you scroll ahead?
0: No, I have not scrolled ahead.
2: Well, go ahead and scroll ahead. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yes, I was right. <laughs> Good night. Oh, man. I thought you were going to be like, no, Steve, you're stupid. Everyone hates Bed of Roses but us. <laughs> oh, wow. Bed of Roses, number one. I I swear I didn't scroll ahead. I was having too much fun not scrolling ahead and being surprised by each one. That is amazing. Now, Can we
2: just take a second, though? Mm-hmm. Like, let's bask in the glory of Bed of Roses. Okay. But also, in the top ten, mm-hmm. there are two songs from Crush. Mm-hmm. One song from Have a Nice Day. Mm-hmm. No songs from New Jersey, which the is ridiculous. Album they've ever put out.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, what? Yeah, I don't. That's that's what I was thinking. I was surprised at the albums that are not represented here. Um, that makes no sense to me. That that nothing from New Jersey is on here.
2: Yeah, kind of blows my mind.
0: And I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that. You know what? I'm surprised that they didn't just take 10 tracks from Crossroads and throw on here. <laughs> you know, take 9 tracks and add uh and add It's My Life. It's My Life should have been number 10. And this ain't my, this ain't love song should still be number 5 at least. Well, Wild <sighs> in the Streets is good. Look, here's my point. Is there Here's what shouldn't be here. Have a nice day. <laughs> I don't think just older should be here. No. Maybe It's My Life shouldn't be there.
2: No, in top ten, no. No,
0: okay. I thank you. All right, thank you for setting <laughs> me straight. I support your decision. Thank you. I was I was worried about saying that out loud. Um, <laughs> I've learned to love only lonely, ah, oh, which I know you it's love so as well good. Mm-hmm. with the awful video. Yeah. Um, let's see. In and out of love is okay. Off of 7800 Fahrenheit. It's not my favy. It's not my favy. It's not my favy. Oh my god. So, all right, I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up my Bon Jovi tracks here. What would you say? How? What would you? I mean, personally, in my personal top ten, I'd have to have "Bad Medicine" in there. Yeah, you love that song. I love that song. Don't don't act like don't say that with such disdain I'm in your just, voice. I'm just
2: saying you love that song. It's you, a fact.
0: You said it with disdain, though. Oh, it's you, a
2: fact. You love that
0: song. I hate that. It's a stupid song.
2: <laughs> I didn't say that.
0: Yeah, that's you know what, me,
2: Steve. When it comes to Bon Jovi, what do I love? The deep cuts.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Come on.
0: That's true. That's true. So you'd put like Silent Night in there?
2: Oh my God. I don't know if it'd be in my top ten. If it was, it'd be number ten or number mm-hmm. nine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Like Living in Sin would be on there. Of course it would. Um, Stick to Your Guns would be on there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wild in the Streets would probably be on there. Uh, social Disease would probably be on there. Uh... Uh, in these arms little oh my god a little bit of soul oh my god um oh my god why am i blanking on the name of the song oh my god that song from oh my god oh my god my (sighs) oh heart's breaking even off of these days
0: (laughs) off of these days yes Mm mm-hmm
2: Oh, my God, it's been a long, 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 long time since so I've held your love here in my hands. Yes, John, you could be a blues singer if you really want to. I believe in you.
0: Not anymore.
2: Not anymore, but in 1995, yes. Yeah,
0: indeed. Um. Well, moving along here, the Kristen said, well, why haven't we talked about the Greta Van Fleet news? Because um,
2: it's so exciting. I this, thought we'd you know, tackle that early.
0: Well, you say the best for last is what I say. Okay. Greta Van Fleet announces From the Fires double EP Gosh, I'm so excited about this <laughs> uh, It' New double EP From the Fires On November 10th It'll feature one disc of four new tracks And another four song disc That reassembles their studio debut The Black Smoke Rising EP mm-hmm. um, And uh, I mean, come on Just do a full album, guys What's
2: your problem? I know Well here's the thing. We don't live in the world of albums right now. We live in the world of EPs and singles. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true, I guess, but come on.
2: I know. I've just like it's like with the Struts, okay? Like the Struts did their EP Mm -hmm. and they played that for a really long time and then it was like, oh yeah, but at least the Struts came out with an album. It's like, I want to know and I think one or two of the songs. Of the new tracks or covers. So I'm like, I want to be able to hear what Greta Van Fleet is. Like, I want to hear what kind of band they are. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people give them flack for being Zeppelin-y. So I want to hear past those four songs. Like, what are, we, what are we getting?
0: And so two of the songs on this EP are covers?
2: I think, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, this doesn't really have a lot of information other than what I just told you. Um,
2: I think one is like an old blues track.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Tra- well I mean I'll take that. I'll try that.
2: and find it while we're talking so about it. So when
0: you say covers like old covers, like from like like doing what Zeppelin did only giving the people credit.
2: I mean, Steve, if I actually knew what you were talking about, mm-hmm. I would probably be like, Yeah, totally.
0: Well, you know, Zeppelin you know, their whole thing is is they, they actually took songs and said they wrote them. And that's Yeah, like the I know. Thing. I yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Very aware. So of that. I mean they might as well just been covers. For some of those songs, according to people like you, yeah, um, you know, right,
2: like they should have made no money, and all the people that they ripped off should have made all the money.
0: Yeah, uh, see, there's a whole different <laughs> side of things there that you got to get into. Anyhow, um, I'm looking, I'll, I'm looking for that. I'll pick it up on November 10th. God will, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be good stuff. I wonder if they, I, I guess because it's just a four-song EP, they won't really be putting anything out early. Um,
2: no, probably not. They'll probably just be. I mean, they've really been pushing Highway Tune. Like, mm-hmm. high. They're playing Highway Tune on Sirius a lot.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I,
2: I feel like they're kind of riding that.
0: One of the morning shows I listen to, or the morning show I listened to, has picked up on Greta Van Fleet, and they use them as bed music a lot. And I'm oh, like, really? yeah. I was like, I was there first. <laughs>
2: You're like these are my bands. Yeah,
0: you can't touch these guys. I was there first. What are you so.
2: doing? I hate it when other people start to like my band.
0: Oh, well, on the Big Honkin' show, the third uh, the third segment kind of kicks off with uh, Flower Power, of all things. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I love that song. Yeah, I like it too, and it works great because it's a great um, it's got that great little mandolin type intro to it, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. um, and and you can actually play. Over that, you can have the, you're listening to the big honking show. And then right as it kicks in the, you know, it all just, it times out perfectly to do it that way. That's so, amazing. Yeah, I was like, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll take this. Here, let me show you. <laughs> 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 let me set this up real quick, and I'll show you. Um <clears throat> Let me find Waiting Greta.
2: with bated breath.
0: Well, it's not a big deal. It's just one of those little neat things. I'm like, hey, let me show my friends what I can do.
2: But I... Sucker for like really well placed music,
0: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. so you know, makes me happy.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you know, I love the Big Honkin' Show and and trying to make the Big Honkin' Show work like it should, uh like a good radio show should. um And part of what and part of the personality of the Big Honkin' Show over the years has become the the intro music, outro music, all the all the bed music, and then the bumper music and stuff. Um. I've got to find where this is though. This drop this this drop is. I believe it's up here. So everyone loves listening to what's happening right now. I know that this excites everybody in a big bad way. Welcome to Rock Whatever, Out Haters. Welcome to Rock Out Loud where I give you a uh, a a look behind the scenes into how I do another podcast. This is the Big Honkin Show. With Steve Glosson. All right, so there's that ready to rock and roll. <laughs> and all right, here we go. This is the big
1: honkin' show with Steve Glosson.
0: Now, see, I went to it too fast that time, but usually I hit it just right.
2: That's perfect, though. Yeah,
0: yeah right. So when you hit that Steve Glossin, and then I, you know, let it breathe a little bit and syncs with it. So.
2: I'm all about a well-timed drop. She walks kind of funny.
0: All right. Um.
2: Day by day by day, all love grows.
0: Ma 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 Oh, I- I'm sorry.
2: Was the lead singer Greta Van Fleet just here? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was like right in that register.
0: Oh yeah, thanks, thanks. I also like on "Black Smoke Rising" toward the end. Like it's it's a great finale song for this little EP. The way that he just kind of belts out a little scream, high pitched, well, a little bit. It's good stuff, if you ask me. Um, I think I've got a weird. I now I think I've messed up the order of songs here for us, Kristen. Gee, whiz, Glosson, you're supposed to be supposed to be one take Glosson, and you're not being one take Glosson right now.
2: I mean, there's David Coverdale for that.
0: Well, no, I am one take and Oh, okay, I see what I did. Okay, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> anything else newsworthy? I'm looking forward to the Great Van Fleet thing.
2: Uh, no, not re- I mean, nothing that's, like, pertinent to, like, mm-hmm. you and me. Stuff that's okay. pertinent to me, yeah.
0: Oh, what? You got some stuff coming up? Um,
2: no. Well, I am going to see the darkness, yay, and you all know that I'm going to see Rob Thomas, and I saw Kaleo, and they were amazing. You know just, how was just Kaleo?
0: Yeah,
2: um, they were amazing. I posted two videos on our Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I find myself just saying, I can't believe I'm watching a real performance right now. Like that's how unbelievable he is.
0: Wow, really?
2: Yeah. Like, and I turned to Angie at one point and she just goes to me. She's like, this is live. Like, I can't believe this is live. Mm. Like the second song of the night that they played was Can't Go On Without You. So we're just like not pulling out. Like all the stops are just there. They're here. Like, oh my God. All the feels. Then they did a bunch of songs off their um, EP or the record that they released in Iceland. That's not over here. So there was a bunch of rockers on that. And I was like, yo, bring those over here, man. Yes. Because I really want them. Um, so yeah, like honestly, 10 out of 10, like they were stunning. Their opening acts were awful. They were great though.
0: (laughs) Their opening acts were awful. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I I see the videos on the Twitter. I didn't watch them. I didn't, I didn't see those come across my feed. I don't see. I really don't. Yeah. I don't see on Twitter enough. Um, the, uh, but then I also noticed the other day, uh, you posted about, uh, I guess this was a week ago today at the time of recording. Favorite music documentaries. hmm And um, we had some good stuff come in through there. Uh, the Michael Nip at The Michael Nip. Oh, Hi Nip himself. Sound City and it might get loud. It might get loud. I've, wa- I've been watching a few clips from that. Mylanta. That's, That's
2: on um, Netflix. It just came up on my Netflix queue. I was it like, ooh, this is interesting. It is
0: interesting. And let me tell you something. I know you don't like Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. but uh, to watch... And I know you don't really like you 2 either. Yep. <laughs> However, what you have are three artists who know their craft, and they just sit around and start jamming and like talking about their different songs and everything. And one of the coolest things is to watch Jimmy Page play. He is so just loose and laid back about what he's doing. He... He's just got a certain swagger about him that I love uh, watching him play, and I know I'm biased and everything, but you'll see what I'm saying. You should watch it; it's really good. the The clips I've seen have been really cool. Um, our Our friend Dean Cooper says, "Beyond the Lighted Stage." Rush. I think I've watched that documentary. It actually. I feel
2: like you've talked about that documentary on this show.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. The classic album series from Eagle Rock.
2: Yes.
0: I don't. I don't know that I know that one.
2: That's the one that they have all the different episodes yes. of 5,000 Albums. Was that on
0: VH1? Yes. So okay. Hysteria,
2: yes. Outta Hell, Um, Back in Black. Yeah, I've watched
0: the Back in Black one. I watched. I hadn't seen the other ones. Man, I should watch those. Uh, a band called Death. Have you watched that documentary? No, Kristen. It is fast. <laughs> it is fascinating.
2: Okay, sell me on it. It's
0: a well. It is about this little band called Death that um, these guys got together. They loved punk and and they and that's what they did and they just wanted to, they wanted their band name to be death and they and so everyone talks about how these were some of the most talented musicians you've ever heard in your life but they would not bend on calling themselves death and so no one would really sign them huh. and um and it's this journey to read it's a journey from basically a a, a record store where someone finds their the, one of their old records to rediscovering who these guys were and what they were all about. And um, it's it's really just a fascinating documentary.
2: So it's kind of like Anvil.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. What is that?
2: Like, and the Anvil documentary is about a band that was, like, kind of big in the 80s, like, mm-hmm. inspired all these huge, like, thrash and metal bands. Yeah. And then they completely just died out. Hmm. And this guy that was a huge fan found them and then revived their career from their documentary.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. It, it's kind of like that, except some of these people had died, um, so they couldn't revive their okay. career. <laughs> but they were real big on like the indie punk scene and stuff. Um, maybe punk. Maybe they were considered thrash metal. The point is, is it's just and and here's and there and here's a the hook. They're black dudes. Ah. So yeah. So there's, if if I'm recalling correctly, so there's another hook for it, you know? And it's just like, what in the world? And they get into their philosophy and everything about stuff. Uh, Christopher Keith says, The Defiant Ones. What is the, do you know that one? Yes. Who is that now?
2: That's about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. Oh, wow. It's amazing, Steve. It's like a four or six part documentary Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was on HBO. And they got everyone to interview for this. Like, Jimmy Iovine has literally touched every single rock band. Mm -hmm. Like, there's footage of him, you know, engineering Born to Run. There's footage of him with Petty and Stevie Nicks and Gwen Stefani. And then you have Dr. Dre, who has also, like, influenced all these people. It is... So good. And then it goes into, like, them doing the deal with Apple Music for Beats Headphones. Like, hmm. those dudes are a level of rich that, like, I would never be in, like, 10 lifetimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, is that available to you? I guess you said it's a HBO thing. I bet it's still on HBO Now or HBO Go.
2: I think it probably should. It should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just came out this summer. It's amazing. Okay, thing, okay. great. Like, even if you're not into those genres. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's the thing is I don't have to be into a genre or even a topic. Sometimes, if a documentary is well done, I'll just sit there and learn because I, I I dig a good documentary. Um, in addition to, it might get loud in Sound City. This comes from at Rusky five sixteen Muscle Shoals and the Wrecking Crew. Muscle Shoals is good. I've I've talked about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. That one's worth that one's worth checking out. The Wrecking Crew. I don't know that one you know that one? Did I lose you, Kristen?
2: I no, I'm here. You you're sounding like you're you know in like mud, but oh, it's fine.
0: So you lost me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I really don't. I don't know what. I
2: feel like Wrecking Crew was about studio musicians from like the yes fifties or something.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I have watched part of that. Okay. Um, and I don't know why I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, I, I it wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it. I just think I didn't. I uh, maybe I was real tired and I fell asleep in the middle of it or something. But, um, but yes. Yes, it's a good one as well because it because Muscle Shoals kind of does the same thing. Muscle Shoals kind of gets into like your studio music. because the Swamp Boys of Muscle Shoals, you know, they were studio musicians who played uh, who played really good rock blues, um, and, uh, and 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 the Wrecking Crew is kind of the same thing. It's these studio musicians who played for everybody. It's uh, it's really an interesting deal what I saw of it. So. Good stuff, everyone. Keep following us on Twitter, at RockOutLoudPod, because Kristen does a great job of getting up daily topics like that or or semi-daily topics. And there's a poll right now about Justin Timberlake doing the Super Bowl show. How do you feel about Justin Timberlake doing the Super Bowl show? Halftime show? No. Just no. I don't don't disagree. (laughs) I don't disagree at all. I know people love him, but... Not I, not I. Um, <laughs> hold on a second. Uh, oh, you guys should do pop up videos for Patreon. That's a good idea, Arius the Priest. He asked if he when, when I mentioned VH One those things, and he says VH One still around. I miss pop up video. You guys should do pop up videos for Patreon. We should do pop up videos for Patreon. Um, like when the Struts play, it could say band hiding that they're What? Come on. You st- what a jerk! Come on. I can't. Come on, dude. All right, I'm not giving him anything else today. You have you have lost your privileges, sir. Dogging on those guys. All right, well, Kristen, let's get into the Van Halen, the Van Hagar. Yes. Um, the uh, when last we left Van Halen, um, <laughs> David Lee Roth and eddie had kind of a falling out
2: yeah like you know what's interesting about all that is that eddie has the same story for both of his front (laughs) men where one claims that they were fired and Mm -hmm. the other claims that they quit yeah so yeah dave you know was like bye 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 yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) what does that
2: Not, not dealing with this
0: yeah so what does that tell you about eddie van halen i wonder
2: uh, that he's the problem
0: that's what I think. that's what I think. I'm not you like, know
2: Steve, I've spent like like I've spent prep time watching documentaries about Van Halen for this podcast Wow, okay? yes, yeah, I like I said i i I do prep and um Eddie van Halen is one of the most smug, mm-hmm. uncool dudes mhm. I've literally ever seen in my life. And I know we have people listening to this podcast that hate me for not being an Eddie Van Halen fan. Like, I watch these videos and I'm like, you are the biggest tool. I can't stand you. I would leave too. I would be like, and I'm out. Bye. I'm not dealing with you anymore. (laughs) You're not even that great of a guitar player. Oh,
0: Oh, now that is a hot take, by the way. (laughs) You want to talk about hot takes. Oh, my Lanta. I don't think you can say that.
2: I know, because I'll get hate for it. But, like, there's no one. Like, there's nothing. He could be he could be the greatest guitar player in the history of time ever that, like, like just blows everyone's mind, okay? And I know that some people are like, oh, duh, Kristen, that's what he is. Like, no amount of talent would ever make him sufferable, ever like I had to struggle to watch some of these documentaries because I'm just like I hate him and his brother. Now that we've gotten that out of the way,
0: I like the music.
2: <laughs> That's what it is. I just have to be like, okay, I'm picking these songs. I like Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. I met him one time. It was crazy. Let's do this. Let's how, talk about Van Hagar.
0: How was he How was he when you met him?
2: He was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was buying hair stuff.
0: Yeah, he seemed... Oh, really? At At your place? Yeah. That's cool. Um, he seems like just a fun-loving guy. Like, like I know... Okay, I know he's not really a big dude, but he always kind of struck me as like the fun big guy. Yeah. You know? I don't know if his hair used to make him look bigger than he really is or what. <laughs> but um, he always just struck me as the fun big guy. He was camera angles. Yeah, he initially came in uh, to Van Halen in 1985. And um, he, uh, I mean, like, that's when they really hit super big is during the Hagar years. Uh, because, yeah. the, yeah, I mean, they had a more mainstream. Commercially, yeah. Yeah, mainstream and commercially they hit really big. Now, I, I know that hardcore Van Halen fans may or may not like this era of Van Halen. Um, they're they're kind of split on it, as I understand
2: Fun fact. Well, I have two fun facts.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one, before Sammy Hagar joined, they asked Daryl Hall to be the front man of Van Halen.
0: They and, asked, I'm sorry, Daryl Hall of like Hall and Oates, Daryl Hall?
2: Yes. Wow. Yes.
0: I can't he see declined. that. I can't see that.
2: I know. Crazy, right? It would have been like Hall Halen. Um, It would have made no sense. And then
0: Van Halen.
2: Van Hall.
0: Van Halen.
2: Oh, my God, it would have been awful. Then, also, um, Dave Navarro has literally never listened to a Sammy Hagar with Van Halen song in his entire life.
0: You are kidding me. Yep. He's missing out. <laughs> I I've, I've really, I really think he's missing out because I got to tell you something. As good of a front man as David Lee Roth was, there's something about the music once Hagar comes in, and we've talked about this, that there was a bit of a change that I just, I enjoy a little bit more.
2: They're just two totally different, like, one is vanilla and one is chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like, one is the the showman, the front man, the, you know, we're going to have a great time, I'm going to make you have a good time. He's like the guy in Almost Famous, <laughs> um, which I can't say because we're on, you know, I can't say the quote because we're on a podcast. <laughs> That's not... It's not adult-friendly. I understand. Um, That's
0: not adult-friendly. Yeah. Adults hate us because we don't cuss all the time.
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, And then you had the one that was like, no, this is just like like the super talented singer. That's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going... Like, I'm literally... My voice is going to be the reason that this does not crash and burn like every other band that has gotten a lead singer replacement.
0: You're welcome. But, you know, we've also talked about... I think we talked about in the last episode. There's also a, a shift... Especially with, like, Eddie Van Halen himself. Like, he, though he was still playing guitar, he also fired up some keyboards.
2: Yeah, that's where... That was the direction of Van Halen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, as much of a jerk as he was, um, you know, at least he was trying to do something different here and there. You know, not getting himself all locked into one thing. By the way, didn't realize that Hagar formed a super group with the likes of Neil Sean... The Fog Hat bassist Kenny Aronson and the Santana drummer Michael Shreve. Oh. They, they called it H S A S, standing for Hagar Sean Arison Shreve.
2: Wow, that's really original.
0: Yeah. Um they released one album called Through the Fire. And uh, they were the, the album was recorded live, but the crowd noise was removed during the mixing process to create the feel of a studio album. Um it was a short lived project as it was intended to be such and uh, the only song that really got any airplay was called A Wider Shade of Pale, and it peaked at number four on the Billboard Billboard, Billboard, Billboard Top 100 Singles Charts. So that might be look, worth looking into. Talking about someone with kind of an attitude or a chip on his shoulder these days, old Neil Sean, huh?
2: Talk about egos.
0: Yeah. Oh, Hagar's been with him, hasn't he? And He's
2: been with all the ego people.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: He even toured with Dave. Come on. He toured with David Lee Roth. Did he really? Yeah, they went out on tour together. They never talked, apparently. But yeah, they toured together and did. Like, Dave would come out and do the David Lee Roth Van Halen, and then Sammy would come out and do the Sammy Van Halen.
0: Oh, was this in the early 2000s? Yes. Okay. Right. I do kind of remember that. I do I do remember that. Uh let's see, in two thousand two with Van Halen still unreformed at this point, Hagar joined again with guitarist Neil Sean and later Joe Satriani to perform a new side project called Planet Us, along with Van Halen member Michael Anthony on bass and Dean Castranavo, also of Journey on drums. The band only recorded That guy is
2: amazing.
0: The band only recorded two songs.
2: There you go. Crash and burn.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I blame Neil Sean for that. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I just can't imagine, you know, like he had to be the point of contention, don't you think?
2: I mean, maybe. I mean, Dean Castronova did have like a major drug problem as well, so. Well,
0: but in 2002, did he have one?
2: Well, I would imagine if you have one in like 2014. Oh, okay. You probably okay. have one in 2002. All right. <laughs>
0: Okay, well I didn't know that it I didn't I figured I thought you were talking about back in the early days.
2: Oh yeah. no.
0: No, okay. I'm well, talking
2: now. Well, <laughs> I think I I think it was the stuff that um Walter White used to, uh, you know, make oh. on that show. Oh,
0: really? He's a meth head, huh?
2: Yeah. They
0: say that stuff's a B. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, How do we end here? I don't know, but let's get into the music here. Um Of course, I picked all hits and let Kristen get a few deeper cuts in there, and um, so that's what you can expect. This is, and I and I'm and I'm gonna do my pick. I'm gonna do my picks on the odds and yours on the even, so we can end with your last pick there, which I think is a great cap off to the to the to the picks. Um, I
2: know that's I had to put that last. I specifically put that there because it's just so good.
0: It's a great. It's a great way to end things off. So um, this is one that I feel like is. Uh, it's a pretty good song, I guess. Um it it feels like uh it feels like Roth Van Halen to me when you listen to it and um and I like the groove of it. I really I like the way it jams. It's uh finish what you started. One, two, one, two, three, <laughs> four. Here's your Rock Out Loud Pumpkin Headed Dancing Man report. It worked perfectly. It was fantastic. Did I lose Kristen? I think we did. We may have lost Kristen. You
2: sound like you're in mud.
0: Oh, and you're breaking up as well. Ah! Oh no! What are we going to do about this? I know what we'll do. Hold on. Let's uh, let's refresh the call. How about that? Which means I'm gonna have to turn this way down because it gets nuts. Alright. Um So loud, it's so loud. So loud. We'll see how it works out. Oh we play some. How about now? It's Is this the Big Bopper or Sammy Hagar?
2: Oh, it's Sammy Hagar.
0: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finish what you started. It's off of OU812.
2: What a weird record title.
0: Well, you know, this is the uh, era where you also get, you know, Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, which I kind of slurred that one together, didn't I? <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah. They they were kind of into their uh they they were into their um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're more uh subversive album titles at this time. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This song kinda reminds me like in the beginning, uh a little bit of like Ice Cream Man.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where
2: like the guitar picking and then it has like like that kind of double entendre lyric a little bit you know that's that that's what i get out of this song i and the, i hate the video i know that
0: <laughs> oh yeah i just i like the sound of it like i say i like the uh the, it the guitar is tuned with you know the strings are a little loose on it so it's kind of got that kind of twangy feel to the uh to the guitars and um <clears throat> And they just, uh, it, it just kind of rocks. And then he comes in with the, with the thing. It's just got a good little groove to it that I've always liked. And I know that it gets a lot, a lot of airplay on classic rock radio and that sort of thing. Um, in fact, I probably hear this as much as I hear any other Van Hagar song or more um, on what? classic rock radio. I think I do. I really do. Whenever I'm listening to classic wow. rock radio, uh, not Van Halen now, but Van Hagar song. I think I hear this more than any because they really don't play on oh, the classic rock stations I listen to. I'm talking about local classic rock stations, not necessarily serious or anything. Um like they don't they don't really play that many of the other stuff. It seems like this is the big one. And then of course they play Sammy Hagar, you know, can't drive fifty five and all that good stuff, but but as far as Van Hagar goes, that's about it a lot of times.
2: I think can- like in this area, they don't play any Van Hagar. Like I don't hear any Van Hagar on the radio. Mm-hmm. It's all Van Halen.
0: Yeah. Well, that is uh, that. See, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a bias toward the toward the Roth years though as well. It,
2: oh, it like probably a hundred percent is. Like
0: I really think I'm in the minority when I say I like the Hagar years a little better than the Roth years.
2: No, but I'm with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I don't love either of them. Like, I'm not a huge Van Halen fan. We've right. already established this on, on our show. Right. Um, but this stuff, I don't like, I just, I like singing more. Mm-hmm. And I like Sammy's voice more than Dave's. Like, Sammy is a singer. Dave is a front man.
0: I, I just, I really also like the, uh, I, I like the musicalness of everything that they're doing during this era. I well, like. You do love a good synth. You I love do, a do. Keyboard. I I really do. I really. You know. I. But I like the fact that. You know the like there are melodies that you can just kind of hum. Even the even the synth parts you can just kind of hum along with and. And then uh, I don't know. It's like it's almost like they weren't scared to lean into. I don't want to say pop rock, but kind of pop rock at the time. Yeah. What would have been pop rock at the time? Um. And I know that ticks off all the real rock metalheads and everything. But you know what? At the end of the day. Even Van Halen with David Lee Roth, I wouldn't, you know, it wasn't hardcore rock and roll. Come on. It was just good rock and roll. Get out of my you face.
2: It, it, was, it wasn't metal, Steve. Right. Right.
0: right. It wasn't metal. Man, minute, 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 minute.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cue the Motley Crue guitar riff.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, this is, uh, this is Kristen's first pick. It's called Good Enough
3: baby!
0: Well, Kristen, one of our um, things that we like to focus in on is good first tracks. Yes. And not only is this a first track, I mean, this is a first track off of basically Sammy Hagar's introduction as the lead singer of Van Halen. Yes. Um, right
2: down to the, hello, baby.
0: Yes. Yes. And um, and I, I, it's a great song, too. It's a great rocking tune. And... Um, it's a great introduction to that album and to, and to, and to Hagar as a lead singer, you know? And I mean, to be, to be frank, like I know that he's a better vocalist and everything and, and that, you know, Roth was more of the showman and all, but his voice isn't so far off from David Lee Roth's register and range and everything that it, it's not that jarring a transition to me. Maybe I'm. No, he, he can do
2: like the howls and the screeches and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. And and have and have fun. I mean, now he's not going to be doing the high kicks and and the big splits and everything.
2: With the samurai sword? <laughs> really? Come on. Well, you know, you never know. <laughs> you
0: never know what Hagar might pull out. Gosh, what a fun song. I like that song a lot.
2: And that was the exact reason I picked the song because this is the first song off of mm-hmm. 5150. Like and again, like this is a time where people waited in line to go to record stores to pick up the album. Like, you know, everyone was like, oh my God, we have to hear what this is, gonna, what this is actually going to be like. Um, and then they put the record or they put the needle down and they hear this. And you have like that really bombastic guitar, like that in-your-face guitar. It kind of like eases you in because a lot of people are always like, oh, well, Van Hagar is a lot softer and it's more about the ballads. And yeah, a lot of that stuff is what their big hits were but they still had this side to them too. So I thought, I think this is a really good bridge from the Dave stuff over to the Sammy stuff.
0: Well, this, this album hit number one on the billboard charts. Um, In 1984, uh, peaked at number two. And so right out of the gate there, you know, as far as commercial success goes, they're there with, with 5150. I mean, it's, it is an out of the gate. Here we go. You know, so regardless of what people were saying, um, you know, it, by and large, by the general public, it was at least being bought. You know, now they may have walked, they may have walked away and said, eh, we're done after this, you know, but not so much that Hagar wasn't with him for, you know, 10 years for crying out loud. I don't know why I'm being so defensive of, of Van Hagar, but I, I just think- Because
2: it, you're, you're like gearing up for the hate.
0: I really am. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, bring this it. This is
2: like you admitting you like Creed. You're like, you know what? Dang it, I like Van Hagar.
0: Exactly. Can you take me <laughs> higher? Um <clears throat> so yeah, it's a it's a great and 5150 is a really it's it's a good album though, too. I mean, with some big songs on it. Some some of which we'll be playing, you know, as we go forward in this episode.
2: I think all my picks except one are off 5150. Well,
0: for example, um that was track number one on fifty one fifty let's just go let's just go ahead and hit track number two why don't we I mean, that's old track number two, and I don't know why anyone would have a problem with that.
2: I mean, the keys, Steve. People have a real problem with the keys.
0: Yeah, but you know what? They did that in such a way as they, those things have such a weird distortion on them that I don't know. I I don't accept that argument on that particular track. <laughs>
2: For rock fans, go yeah. You can make it sound like a guitar, but it'll never be a guitar. Well, well, You're
0: no. Van Halen, man. No, but you know what else? If to the uninitiated, um, that very well could have been just a guitar with some, uh, with some, uh, with some effects on it, some distortion effects. To the uninitiated, I, I understand. <laughs> you need to calm it. You need to calm it down right now. What you need I to mean, do. I
2: mean, this song, I think, too, gives you kind of like lyrically gives you like a kind of idea of like what to expect.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's a
2: lot of, there's a lot of like song of words about feelings.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, some dudes don't like to feel feelings. They don't mm-hmm. want to feel the feels. Yeah. They just want to be like, yeah, party. Oh, Jamie's crying. Wah Look at that guitar though. Oh my God.
0: I don't like Jamie's Crime, by the way, <laughs> if I can just be honest. I don't like that song that much, But I'm just being honest. Oh, whoa, whoa. I know that puts me, once again, in a, in a vast minority. And i got to tell you He's something. I'm watching this video right now. I pulled this video up because I am so confused about what's guitar and what's keyboard in this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, look, that that keyboard is fine. There's nothing wrong with that particular keyboard. I'm just telling you.
3: That, the keyboard's fine!
0: It's fine. And there's some good guitar work in there, too, though. That's the thing. It's not like the guitar work that's in there is bad. Oh, just shut up, people. Just, you know what? Get over yourself, bunch of, bunch of freaking music snobs. There's no sense in hating on something just because it's not what we like. We like Jamie's Crying. Well, you know what? Jamie's Crying is a boring song.
2: Shots fired. Remember that time I sh- I shot the or I
0: fired the shots. I'm sorry. Today. I'm sorry. I'm just a little. Woo! I'm a little fired up today. It's already. It's already been a rough one. And there's been other stuff come through that I have not enjoyed coming through the pipes. And uh. All right. Well, anyhow, <clears throat> that was track number two off this album, and I dig it. There you go. I dig it completely. By the way, since we're at it. <laughs> let's get track number seven off this album the old b-side <laughs> i'm um this surprised me so good this surprised what? me I, did i pick this yes
2: oh i love this song
0: okay well here you go it's let me make sure i've got our picks in the right order it's love walks in right that's the one all right right. Isn't that awesome keyboard come on I mean, come on. What's wrong with that song, everybody?
2: Nothing is wrong with that song. Nothing's wrong
0: with that song. It's a good song.
2: It's, got it's the... a beautiful song.
0: It is, but you know what? It's not your typical, like, ballad ballad. Like, it doesn't, it's not slow. It's got a driving, uh, you know, it's got that slow opening and everything so that the pumpkin man can do his little opening thing. But it's, um, but it's got that driving rhythm to it. You know, it's got a real, I mean, it's got a hard rhythm to it, really. Mm-hmm. And um, and it just, it's a good song. I mean, it's not the greatest love song of all time.
2: I mean, it's not, it's not Bed of Roses.
0: No, well, hey, come on.
2: But, I mean, you know, like, I don't know. Some songs I'm just like, like, look, guys. Like, I love Jane Austen and Charlotte Bronte. Like, I love all that stuff. And sometimes songs just bring that out in me. And this song, just like that, There she stands in a silken gown, Silver light shining down. That's
3: beautiful,-hmm.
2: I love that so much, and then I travel far across the Milky Way to my master, I become a slave. I love that <laughs> I like when guys sing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. yes, you Kristen. of you do because you're a girl, shut up
0: the softer side of Kristen, everybody. shut up <laughs> I mean,
2: I make no qualms about it, dude, like I love all like I love that stuff mmm. What can I say? Big ol' softy. It's
0: okay. Everyone's got to have a little Care Bear in them. It's fun.
2: Big ol' softy with red eyeshadow and skull jewelry and only wears black. But I'm a big softy.
0: Hey, it's fun. It's (laughs) fun. We have
2: to do another power ballad show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you tempt me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or not even Power Ball, like love songs, just like straight up love songs, because we have not done that.
0: Don't you tempt me with a good time? It'll <laughs> be amazing. We will have a good time doing that. Um, let's keep the love theme going. Okay. <laughs> and this is off of OU eight one two. It's uh, when it's love. This almost, to me, um, feels like, uh, in, in a way, almost a sister song to Love Walks In, because it's almost got that same structure of that really slow opening into, you know, a more driving kind of song. Um, it's not the greatest love song of all time. It's not even uh, I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. But, um, <laughs> but it was a hit. Uh, it was a hit, and it... Um, it, you know, I dig it. I I sing along with it whenever I hear it. But again, I, I honestly don't hear it that much. So anytime, and I got to be honest as well, I don't listen to Van Halen that much. Ditto. And so. Um, I, obviously. So, all, but here's the thing. All of these tunes I'm listening, I'm like, gosh, I need to listen to them more often. Because I'm really, uh, this part, I really like this stuff. And maybe it's that I don't listen to them that often, that I really, I'm okay when I do hear them. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: because you're, you're not tainted. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And so it's the same with that. this song. I'm like, how do I know it's love? I can't tell. I, I'm all about it. I was
2: going to say, like, I could picture you driving in your car, like, windows <laughs> down, like, on an abandoned <laughs> road. Oh, my gosh. On, and just, like, screaming this like you would alone by heart.
0: Kristen, did you hear about the man that got ticketed for singing and dancing in his car? No. Okay, let me see if I can find it real quick. It was uh, it was a story that I didn't get to on the Big Honkin' Show. Got a hundred forty nine dollar ticket. Uh, Woo! um According, uh, I guess one hundred forty nine American dollars because I believe it happened in Canada. Uh, one hundred seventeen dollar traffic ticket after singing a nineties dance hit in his car.
2: Oh my god! It was probably like a super embarrassing song too.
0: So in September, uh, Teofik Meala, Moala was driving home and singing along to Guess which 90s dance song.
2: This is so hard. Like Pump Up the Jam.
0: No, but that's really close. Gonna make you sweat. Also known as oh! Also known as Everybody Dance Now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: oh my God.
0: 38 year old Muala was grooving to the beat when police suddenly pulled him over. Four of Montreal's finest came up, and look, came up to look in his car and asked him what he was doing. After he replied nothing, one officer asked him, did you scream loudly? Moala said he told the officers, no, I was just listening to my favorite song, and then repeated the catchphrase, everybody dance now. After police checked Moala's license and registration, they came back with a traffic ticket fining him for 149 Canadian dollars for screaming in his car. He says, I don't know if my voice was very bad, and that's why I got the ticket, but I was very shocked. I understand they're doing their job. They're allowed to check if everything's okay, if I kidnap someone or if there's danger inside, but I would never expect they would give me a ticket for that. He insists he wasn't singing too loud. He plans to contest the ticket as soon as court date is scheduled, which could take up to a year. Uh, For his defense, he just plans to tell the judge how he got the ticket. Imagine if the Montreal Canadiens won a game. All the fans are going to scream out of their cars. They're going to sing. Are you going to give them all tickets? <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was his defense right there. That's his defense. Imagine if the Montreal Canadiens won a game. Right.
1: Savage. <laughs> so
0: savage. <laughs> he melted the ice with that burn. Um Woo! his wife um <clears throat> uh isn't helping it out. She told me if I if it was for singing, she would have given me a $300 ticket, he said. So, yeah. Listen, if you can get ticketed for singing in your car, I am screwed. Yeah, ditto, man. I am absolutely screwed. Um, Sometimes
2: I drive past cops and I have the windows down mm-hmm. and I have, like, my tunes just jammed yep. and super, like, ooh. And I always, like, look, I'm like, I'm not speeding. I'm like, but I know this is really loud. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and take a quick moment uh, since we paused to talk about the man that got a ticket for singing loudly in his car, and remind everyone about Tops. Tops.com is where you can go to check out all of their merchandise, their latest card sets, gear, all kinds of things at Tops.com. And don't forget the Star Wars Card Trader app uh, that you can find on the App Store or Google Play. You can have the galaxy of Star Wars in the palm of your hand. Trade with people all over the world. They're officially officially licensed digital cards. Ranging from everything from 1977 all the way through the new movie The Last Jedi, and uh, free credits every day for for signing in. They have packs every day, uh, daily deals on cards. Check them out on the Trader app, uh, the the Star the Star Wars Card Trader app on the App Store or Google Play. And don't forget the physical cards, man. I mean, that's where it's at. Really, Tops has been the name in card trading for over 50 years now, uh, since 19 over 60 years, almost 70 years since 1950. Uh, when they first started putting cards in their bubblegum. There's no more bubblegum. It's all cards, and it's cards everything from their flagship baseball all the way through uh, to those st- aforementioned Star Wars cards. Currently, the Journey to the Last Jedi set is in stores, and then their Last Jedi card set that goes along with the movie will be available in December. So keep an eye out for those. And in those packs, you'll find those great chase cards, to, or you'll find the cards to chase, Will be your sketch cards, your autograph cards, and the very rare, ultra rare double and triple autograph cards. So check them out. Tops.com, uh wherever you buy cards, I guarantee you tops is there. So we thank them for their support. All right, moving right along here with this list. Uh back to old 5150. Shocker. No, yes. I I got confused here because something happened with the with the cursor. Yeah, back to fifty one fifty with the title track, by the way, fifty one fifty, and Mad Dogs. <laughs> I mean, that's classic eighties rock right there. That's I love it because it's it sounds like it sounds like my childhood.
2: <laughs> it just has like good, vibe. it really good vibes. It really does.
0: Yes. It's just look, this is party music, guys. Come on. Nothing wrong with that at all. I don't know why I'm being so defensive. I'm sorry everybody.
2: Nothing's wrong with Van Hagar. <laughs>
0: I do like that track, though. It really is. It's just fun party music. And it's also, um, I tell you, it would, work in a, as in, it would work in a fun montage on, like, a comedy from the 80s. Okay. Yeah, from the 80s. It would also work as a closing credits song from a comedy from the 80s.
2: I could definitely see it as a closing song,
0: totally. Yeah. yeah it, now, look, I don't mean, like, an awesome, super awesome training montage. I mean, like, we're setting up for the panty raid at the sorority house montage. <laughs> <laughs> or we're in the midst of the panty raid at the sorority house montage, kind of thing.
2: In the yes. In the middle of it, yes.
0: Right. You know, so they're running back and forth between the hallways and they're doing the whole Scooby Doo cartoon joke with live action people. You know what I'm talking about. Um fifty one fifty. You know what that means, by the way? What fifty one fifty why do they call it fifty one fifty? It's named after a California law enforcement term for mentally disturbed persons. Ah, Mm -hmm.
2: well, that's cute. Mm -hmm.
0: So they're saying we're crazy. We're crazy. We're crazy. This album's crazy. We're mentally disturbed, man. Look at us. We're edgy.
2: But are they, though?
0: Edgy Van Halen. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Edgy Van Halen. What's your name?
0: Edgy Van Halen. Ladies and gentlemen, Edgy Van Halen. Oh, there's my one joke for the episode, everybody. Thank you.
2: Got to pull George Costanza. That's it for me. Thank, thank you and good night. Yeah.
0: Good night, everybody. Well, let's go to um, Top of the World. How about that? From let's do it. Uh, from Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Figure it out yourself, ladies and gentlemen, why they named their album that. Uh, this is Top of the World. This is the final track off that, and I... I think this song is really cool. Man, it takes me back to high school. This Why? is uh, because this is when the, that album kind of dropped. Is around my freshman year of high school, just between my eighth grade and freshman year of high school, and um, and it was just it was in man. This was the album at the time, and I had a lot of friends who were into this stuff, and I was you know, and so I kind of you know got it by osmosis. But I just love this song. I love the harmonies on the standing on top. And um it's just it's it's up it's upbeat and it's happy like it's not like you know dreary sad everything sucks music kind of stuff.
2: This is the song I think that plays in the montage of like you and like all your friends mm-hmm. are getting ready to yes. like, ca- like go out on the town yes. have the time of your life like this is just Everything is good and nothing hurts. It's mm-hmm. that kind of vibe.
0: Yes. You're standing on top of the world. Now, granted, you know, the the more emo music would come back and bring us all down. But come on.
2: There's nothing wrong with emo, Steve.
0: Sure. Sure. <sighs> it's fun.
2: You know, you're defending Van Halen. I will come hard for my emo.
0: I know. I know. I know, but you know what? You know what's a lot more fun than Nemo. Standing on top of the world.
2: Um, I'm sorry. With my one last gasping breath, I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt, Steve.
0: That's not fun.
2: That's so fun. No,
0: mm-mm. That's just really <laughs> sad. It's really sad. Hmm. Well. No.
2: We'll just never see eye to eye on this. I need to do an email. We need to find someone, anyone, any listeners out there that are really into emo, genuinely, send us an email. Because well, I would love to have you on for our show.
0: I'll tell you this. Uh, our friend, uh, I call her, we know her as the Amen Corner on the Big Honkin' Show. <laughs> Young Arden Cooper is totally into, well, I'll tell you the way it's described to me. She wears a lot of black.
2: Girl, ditto.
0: So... And you know I don't
2: own anything that's not.
0: And you know Jess is right there with you with MCR.
2: Yep, and Avenge Sevenfold.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, go for it.
2: Come on, girls.
0: Yeah. Rock out to emo. Quote
2: Shania Twain. Let's go, girls.
0: <laughs> hmm. Okay. Dame I never thought I'd hear brought up on uh old Rock Out Loud.
2: But that's fine. I love Shania Twain. I
0: bet you do. <laughs> uh,
2: She's another product of Mutt
0: Lang. Come on. Hey, she feels like a woman. She is a, she, okay. Anyhow. (laughs) What's that song she did that was a duet that's so good? From this moment on? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one.
2: It's better not as a duet, but okay.
0: Who'd she, okay. (laughs) Hold on.
2: I have no idea who she did the duet with, but it is so much better not as a duet. With just her solo? Yeah. Mm,
0: I don't know who did she do the duet with, by the way.
2: I have no idea. Some guy.
0: You the reason I believe in love. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, one of the
2: greatest memories from one of my vacations was us missing Shania Twain in Philly Mm -hmm. and sitting in a cabana in Las Vegas with a Bluetooth speaker literally blasting Shania Twain for eight hours.
0: She does have. She has a great voice, by the way. (sighs) It's uh, it's Brian White. Who in the world is Brian White? Exactly. What is this crap? Who is Brian? I thought it was like someone meaningful, and I'm sure he means something. I mean, come on, it's not like. He's a nobody, but.
2: She loves these, like, one minute long, like, spoken word intros. Right? It's annoying. I don't like that.
0: Me either. Come on.
1: From this moment.
0: I tell you what. Where's the guy singing? This moment. Yeah, I don't like his voice. You're yeah, right. No, um,
3: no. I
0: thought she did it with some country singer because I remember him having a little bit more of a twang. But now when they hit the big moments, you're the reason I believe in love. Um, it's pretty good. I'll tell you what, those minute-long intros have messed up a lot of weddings where people haven't had the right... I could imagine. Where people haven't had the like, right...
2: Especially the intro for um, You're Still the One. That's like an awkward thing mm-hmm. to be... Playing in front of a bunch of people.
0: Yeah. Well, with that, it's like, really, it comes down to timing. Because they're like, we're going to light a unity candle. We're going to pour the unity sand. Or whatever the heck they're going to do, you know, with their little fun wedding thing. And they're like, we want to play from this moment on. And so you play it, and they don't have the right, they didn't get the right version for you. For whatever reason, you don't have the right edited version. And no one's warned you. And so, boom, you're playing a minute. And by the time she's finished talking, they never actually get the song. They just get that whole intro thing, that has nothing to do with Van
2: Allen. <laughs> We're good for one tangent in episode. Sorry guys. Indeed. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not. This is just what we do. It makes us happy. No, right,
0: exactly. This is this is how we roll. So deal with it. Um I do like that idea of love songs though.
2: Uh yeah, I feel like that needs to happen. I no. think
0: that'll be fun. Um all right, back to OU eight one two, by the way. With black and blue. I remember this song, and yeah. I re- and I remember how scandalous this song was. <laughs> by the way, um, edgy
2: edgy Van Halen making a uh, making an appearance again.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's a scandalous tune, according to friends back in the day.
2: Black and blue, yo mama.
0: Mm-hmm. What?
2: That's a <laughs> yeah. literal lyric in yeah. this song, right?
0: Yo mama, black and blue. <laughs> um anyhow i
2: just like the screams i like the screams and the howl like i mm-hmm. love that oh
0: sure yeah yeah very this is this is very much uh, you know in the vein of that bluesy van halen style and and it's that slow grinding thing that's going on and you know grinding and um and it is it's really uh it's it's raunchy in a way you know um when you especially when you read the lyrics Um, which I'm trying to find something that I can read and actually not feel embarrassed. Um, the harder, the better. Thank you, Kristen. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, if you just watch Outlander, this stuff is tame. Yeah,
0: man. let's do it till we're black and blue. Um, and then as you get to the end, gets a little bit the, the, the lyrics change ever so slightly,
2: ever so slightly. Yeah,
0: so don't and, draw the line. <clears throat> Mm-mm.
2: I gotta make you uncomfortable every now and then, Steve. I gotta keep you on your toes.
0: Thank you so much for that. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Now, I have a confession to make. Okay. This pick of mine, which, by the way, I guess I should have shared this document with you so you could see what was coming. I, I apologize for not doing that.
2: I go into every show blind, guys. I every tr- show.
0: I'm trying to do better about that. You, the last show, you didn't go into blind. Did I not? Mm-mm. I gave you my picks. And, and I'm trying to do better about that because I don't want you to be caught off guard, and so I apologize because I know you like to prepare. You're very professional that way.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And I appreciate that. Like I'm not joking right now. Everyone understand? I'm not joking. Um, this is, and I and I and I make no apologies for it whatsoever. I believe this is my favorite Van Halen song. Ooh. And I believe it's because of a the use of the piano. And B, the video was fun. Okay. So here it is. this song overplayed in the 90s around the time it came out yes um pepsi crystal used this song in their or crystal pepsi i should say used this song in their um promotion back in the day this is like in the mid mid 90s and um this is again another one of those songs straight out of my high school years that i still love i love the piano. like i said i love the piano intro i love i, I always liked the video the way they did the video the video is a mixture of political slash social statements and just random silliness. And um and I always dug it. I always appreciated, you know, the little bit of humor mixed in with what they were wanted to say politically and social. And um and I like the use of the symbol in here. I always like the way I I, what's, I I need I should know the drummer's name and I don't, I'm sorry.
2: Uh, Alex
0: Van Halen. Alex oh Alex was the drummer? Yeah. I I like his drums and a lot of times he'll hit that top of that symbol a lot. And get that tink, 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 tink thing going. And uh, he does that in a lot of his a uh, lot of his work. And um, and I dig that. I just like this song. And it's one that, again, I don't hear that often because I don't listen to it that often. But I think it's my favorite Van Halen song.
2: Hmm. You know what's weird? I always thought that this song was, like, one of the first, like, Van Hagar singles. Mm-hmm. Cause probably because this is the most played one. Yes. At yeah. least, like, in my you know, bubble mm-hmm. of the world. So to like see it's on the third Van Hagar record, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Right. And it's the second to last song.
0: Yeah. It was well, I mean, like you say, this thing was really, especially on MTV and VH1, I mean this this video got a lot of a lot of play. Um and it and it was it was typical style of the time. Um <laughs> for example, there's a hand that reaches out and grabs a little implant. And it comes across the screen right now, science is building a better tomato. <laughs> right now, pigs are becoming lunch.
2: No. Yeah. yeah. But
0: no then it to goes to think But that. then it goes, right now someone is working too hard for minimum wage. Right now a convenience yeah. store is open. Um so right now Van Halen is planning on a world tour. Right now Mike is work is thinking about a solo project. You know, that kind of stuff. Um Right now someone's walking onto a nude beach for the first time is is one that I remember so <laughs> it's just it's those kinds of it's it, it's those kinds of little things that would come across and 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 there were social things as well you know and um and i and I just always dug this video and i dug the i dug the song I think it's a fun song and um and it i think it is one of their bigger bigger hits of all time. I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me. no it
2: has to be and this was also like right before this was like the last hurrah for like these kind of bands Mm -hmm. and mtv and stuff like that before you know the dreaded grunge era came Mm -hmm. into uh came to be
0: well is this let's see when
2: you're saying it's all over so yeah
0: when was this album this was
2: 91 this was
0: 91 so yeah i guess i was about a sophomore when this single was really big yeah, I, w- I guess I would have been like a sophomore in high school because I remember sitting in homeroom, and we had Channel One News back in the day, which was like this closed circuit crap that we got via satellite. It was like trying. Oh to...
2: yeah, we had Channel One as well.
0: Yeah, well, it was trying to hip up the news for the younger generation and everything, <laughs> and and so, and every now and again, we'd have this going on, or someone would figure out a way to play. It. But anyhow, they used this song a lot during that time, and um, and this takes me back to old Miss Hurley's class, sitting on a trash can next to the. Next to some friends in the in the middle of the row instead of sitting in my desk and just hanging, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> you know, and that coming across because because of the Crystal Pepsi uh, campaign they used with it, hmm. and um, so it is uh, it, it's firmly ingrained in my in my youth is, is that song. And um, and I don't regret that one bit. But you're right; it wouldn't be long after this that. Yeah, that Seattle would.
2: The dark days. The the Seattle the invasion. Times we don't talk about.
0: Yeah, we call it the Seattle invasion. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, yep. And and, and listen, well, here's how you know it was an invasion. No one, nowhere, nowhere was immune from it. Even down in Podunk, South Georgia, man, it it hit us. Um, you know what though? I'm going to say this, Kristen, for our final Van Hagar song. Um, it's so good. This this is right up there with right now for me. Uh, okay. I, I really do dig this song, and and that's why I saved it for last. Is because, though I know right now is a personal favorite of mine, I think this one is is universally by anyone that likes Van Hagar. I think we all agree this is universally loved, and revered. It's a. In fact, I saw a couple of lists where this was the number one Van Hagar song. They had on. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. That's more. interesting. Yep uh this is also the song that played at the end of the original power rangers movie (laughs) so uh this is dreams by van halen Nothing wrong with uplifting rock and roll, everybody. Not a thing. So, ba- That
2: chorus, like, that chorus hits, and you're just like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> yes, Sammy!
0: That, we will climb higher and higher! We will! We're gonna do it! We're gonna do it!
2: <sighs> okay. Ha! Ah,
0: yeah, yeah! <laughs> I like those keys, like, yeah.
2: those, that synth in the beginning.
0: Yes! That mm. synth that Maybe everybody hates. Spread your rings. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that everyone hates. That every metal fan was like.
0: Bleh. I mean, get over it, guys. This is good music, and it's. And here's what's amazing to me. You know how you were thinking that right now was the start of Van Hagar because of how popular and how much it got played. This song actually makes. I'm always surprised that it's on 5150. Really? Yeah, because I so associate this song with my senior year of high school. Okay. Um, and it, I say senior year right after my graduation. We went down to Florida, of course, and the hotel we stayed at... Um, uh, the hotel we stayed at had the Muzak and stuff playing outside around the pool and everything. Uh-huh. And this... I say Muzak, but this song was on constant rotation. Um in that in that thing and so so like every day we're hearing this at least three or four times a day and this just takes me back to old Panama City Beach circa 1995 June of 1995 look at
2: you hanging around the
0: pool yeah so
2: you want to you want to know a funny a funny story um I took guitar lessons for a very short amount of time before I realized that my hands were too small to ever do anything of significance on the guitar nice um but I did learn the intro to pour some sugar on me um, uh, that's the only thing I could play on guitar. And um, the guitar that I would play on when I would go to my teacher, it was a replica of the 5150 guitar.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Like an exact replica of that guitar.
0: Alright. Yeah. That's fun. And
2: then and she would always play this song. Like she like, but like I would come in and she would be like just jamming out to this. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Look at her. See? Nothing wrong with some Van Hagar, everybody. If we've
2: established anything, it's that there's nothing wrong with Van Hagar.
0: Yeah, learn to love it, for crying out loud.
2: Steve, you know what we should have done? We should have come into this episode, like, mm -hmm. right after the tops thing, with just the clip from the wedding singer... With um Adam Sandler being like, Now please get out of my Van Halen t shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. And then us being like, And this is what happened after that.
0: <laughs> I wonder what that character thought of Van Hagar.
2: Right? Oh, with all the synth, I'm sure that he, I'm sure he liked it.
0: He would have had to.
2: And all the love songs. Think yes. of all the Van Hagar songs you could be singing at weddings.
0: He would have loved Van Hagar. No, oh, come on. He would Robbie love Bobby.
2: Definitely was a Van
0: Hagar fan. Hey, you know what story I didn't tell, by the way? What I, I don't know. Uh, on why can't <laughs> this be love? We played why can't this be love? I played that as it, and I didn't tell this story. This was on um, the jukebox at the pizza place in town when I was growing up.
2: Oh my god, is this like your have you ever needed someone so bad story?
0: Same exact thing, yeah, like ah! that. Have you ever needed someone so bad? And why can't this be love? Or things I would play when we were all there. Just to try to get her attention, never worked. Because never I was never worked. You know why? Because you can't drop hints. If you if you're into someone, you just got to say, "Hey, how you doing? I'm into you. You want to go out? Like for reals, go out."
2: Was she a music fan?
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Like so, she would have picked up on that. I, you would have thought I was hang- if I was hanging around some guy, mm-hmm. and every time we hung out, he was playing like, "Have you ever needed someone so bad?" Or why can't this be love? I'd be like, yo, is there something you want to tell me? Yeah. well, we, you're, you're, You definitely have a theme going on. Yeah.
0: We eventually had that conversation. And I'm proud to say we got to make out at oh, some good point. for you. Yeah. It, you? We, we were home from college and it was like, you know what? Why didn't we ever do this? And so it was great. It was probably, I'm going to say, and I'm just going to put this out there to everyone. And I know that I shouldn't say this kind of stuff because I'm a minister and all that good stuff. It was probably one of the top 10 moments of my life. Steve, yeah. Steve, Steve, yeah. Steve, 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 yeah. Steve, Steve. Yeah, so, you know, it was great. Anyhow. Um, so here's the thing. The, the lesson to be learned from that is, it may take you two or three years, but you'll get there, fellas. Uh, <laughs> Slow
2: and steady wins the race. That's what they
0: say. That's what they say. So anyway, um, Chris, and thanks for doing Van Hagar. No problem. I, I know that this was one that I'd been pushing for.
2: It was, and,
0: and so I enjoyed it a whole lot, and I appreciate. I focused. did
2: too, surprisingly.
0: Good, good. I always
2: feel weird on podcasts that I'm like, okay, but like I'm not like super, super well versed. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I am not like I'm not bringing my A game for for you guys, and I always want to bring my A game for you.
0: Well, when you can't bring your A game, bring tangents. That's what I say.
2: Like we did on the last episode. Okay. I wonder if we got any flack for that. Besides, nope. you know the pumpkin
0: dancing man hater oh so you're gonna bring that up right as we're closing out here and i kind of forgot about it
2: i'm just lighting the match and throwing it and i'm running away
0: (sighs) let me tell you something oh my lanta if you (gasps) if you don't like oh gee whiz if you got a problem with the pumpkin headed dancing man here's what i got to say to you You you're just a sad sack of crap that's all there is to it why in the world can do you hate joy and happiness we, we have a bit that we enjoy and that we love, and I love watching that guy dance to all the songs. It's funny. It's good. Let me encourage you to do the same. Take some of your songs that you like. Fire up the YouTube and get the pumpkin-headed dancing man dancing to your music. You know what you'll do? You'll smile a little bit. And maybe, maybe people will actually like you because you find out that your face doesn't crack when it smiles, and you can actually be friendly to people for a change. What, did, what in the world? What in the world does it take... Oh, my Lanta. How did you get so angry that you wanted to tweet about that? I'm sorry if we lose a listener. I shouldn't. Kristen, this is your fault. This is your fault. I mean, go meet a girl, dude, for crying out loud. Wow. You know what I'm going to
2: do? I'm just going
0: to drop the mic. That's Kristen's fault. You brought it up. I was having a bad day anyway. And then you bring up that someone hates the pumpkin-headed dancing man, something that I really love. And it just hurt my feelings a little bit. I'm sorry everybody. I have feelings too. I'm a human being. I'm not just a podcast machine. I'm not just one take glossing. Anyhow, uh, if you're still listening send Steve a hug. If you're still listening it's uh, the email is rockoutloudpod at gmail.com rockoutloudpod at gmail.com you can uh, email us there or you can tweet us uh, and follow us on Twitter at rockoutloudpod. Um, look, I'm all about sending criticism. If you've got constructive criticism, that's great. If you've got snarky comments, keep them to yourself. Because I try to be nice, and then sometimes, you know, if I. And, and holding it in so much causes my snark to come out really mean. And I don't want to be mean to anybody. So, but if you've got constructive criticism, I'm, I'm down. I'll hear it. But saying I really like this show before it became the pumpkin headed man, you know, pumpkin dancing man show, that's not constructive. That's just you're being a smart. And that's just you being a Anyhow, the Twitter is at Rock Out Loud Pod. You can follow Kristen at Xboxing the Stars. You can follow the entire Gulaverse Network of Podcast at Guliverse. And like our Facebook group at uh you can like Rock Out Loud on Facebook, but you can also like the Gulaverse Facebook group, the Guardians of the Guliverse, be a part of it by going to geekotonline.com slash group. Uh, if you want to support the shows, there's Amazon links and Entertainment Earth links, Think Geek links, all kinds of Fandango links at geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com right now. Use those links to buy your movie tickets, uh, buy stuff on Amazon, uh, get your get gifts from Entertainment Earth and Think Geek for the geeks in your life. And, um, yeah, we appreciate you supporting the shows. that we. If you want to support directly, patreon.com slash geekoutloud, and we appreciate your support of the Golaverse. That wraps it up for us on this show. I I gotta tell you, I'm still on the edge of a rant, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it, everybody. The show that is.
2: I'll get to hear the rant.
0: No, I'm coming down. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Until next time, and there will be a next time, God willing. I'm Steve.
2: I'm Kristen.
0: Rock on, everybody.
2: Rock on, guys. Bye.